0: Hello and welcome back to part two. Um, this is episode eight, um, but it's part two of the last episode. So um, we're here to finish up. We're going to talk about uh, the rest of our kind of our dream trips, the list we put together, um, and yeah. So Devin, we did bring double the fruit and double the beer. Correct.
1: Um, I wasn't. I wasn't not gonna. Right. Please the viewers. Right. We had uh, we gotta listeners.
0: we gotta give the people what they want. And Correct. we don't know if they want more fruit tasting and beer tasting, but we want that. So we do. And I, I did
1: get some <clears throat> some feedback uh, from some people that really actually said that they love our segment on fruit and beer. Yeah. Um I, I, I had, mean I love it as well. So. Yeah. Um I had someone say, Oh wait, Devin, you have a podcast? And I said, Yeah. Uh they're like, What is it about? And then uh John James was like, Uh well, well, do you want, do you want me to describe? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you, you describe it, it you as a it. listener. He's like, uh, it is a conversational podcast, uh, where uh Devin brings a random fruit and Seth brings around a beer. Uh, they critique it for like the first 15 minutes of the podcast. And he's like, what? That is amazing. <laughs> and it,
0: it seems like a long time. But then I'm, even I'm like, there's no way it's 15 minutes. And then I look, I'm like, oh, my
1: gosh, it was 15 minutes. I actually, yeah, I checked last <clears throat> we two weeks ago, technically speaking, mm-hmm. um, for episode six. Um, by the time we got to beer tasting or by the time we, we finished the fruit segment, uh, it was seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have um, to take our time as always. I have obviously the cut fruit in front of <coughs> us and I have yeah. an uncut version of it so that you can um, yeah. kind of describe to our viewers maybe what we're looking at. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's, <clears throat> it's round. When I first looked at the one that's cut, cause I can only kind of see an angle of it. It almost looked like a toasted roll to me. It's kind of like got a goldish reddish exterior. Um so that's that was my original thought on the outside, but now looking at a different one, it's more reddish, a little bit wrinkly, it uh, has kind
1: of a spongy almost tennis ball like yeah feeling to it, yeah, um, and, and it's then very smooth
0: <clears throat> so we have one we have one cut open here, and so i'm gonna i think i got I think I got this i'm gonna paint a picture for you guys, so starts out on the outside, like the shell. It looks like a coconut. It's got a coconutty exterior. But I don't think that's the part we eat. Then He's when talking you... about
1: the interior exterior.
0: Right. Right. So there's like the outside. There's like the skin. And then cut in half. Like if I started at the skin, I'd have like the skin. And then moving in, I would have like a coconutty. It's like the mantle. Like a quarter like inch. The crust, yeah, the
1: mantle, and then the right. core.
0: And then the core. So the core. Now, this looks like... <laughs> Devin went up in my fridge, found the peas and corn that we had cooked three weeks ago in the back of my fridge. That we hadn't emptied out, mashed it just enough that like you can't see the defined pieces of of corn and be or in pea, but like you know they're still in there. and then scooped it into this fruit. That is what this looks like. <laughs> when I say it is not not appetizing looking in the slightest, just know. It looks like a baby just pooped in that fruit, and you're about to make me eat it. That is exactly <laughs> what this looks like. This is the first fruit that I'm like, I don't want to. Necess- I don't think I want to try it. Like,
1: it is very mucus- <clears throat> mucusy. Yeah, it's like the commercial commercial uh, for Mucinex.
0: Oh, gross! It's now like, I going to eat this, that's in like my it's mind.
1: Like, it's like I sneeze. I was like, no, no, ah, no, no, no,
0: no, 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 stop it! it went stop it right like, we now. That's disgusting.
1: To, we we need a spoon. I
0: are we going to try it, and then you're going to give the description and name, or?
1: I have spoons here for us to try, and as always, you are trying it first. Oh, gosh. See? If this
0: tastes like peas and corn, or mucus, in the slightest.
1: No, no. Take this whole thing.
0: Well, I'm going to get my desk all sticky. Okay. I'm spoon. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's so, oh.
1: <laughs> it is very. Okay. No, no. Eat more than that. So. Seth,
0: come on. I, okay. Well, it's like, okay. How's that? It's got okay. It looks like a hybrid between a pea and a piece of corn, and then there's a lot of juice. <laughs> so it
1: is. It is very gelatinous and creamy. Yeah. So hold on.
0: <clears throat> All right. Yeah.
1: It is a um. Without saying the name of the fruit, um, it's native to Brazil.
0: Okay. Shout out, Paul. Shout out, Paul da Silva.
1: Yes. Uh, it it grows on a vine. Inside are gelatinous, pulpy fruit sacks. Mm. With nectar.
0: <laughs> nectar was the word that got you on that. <laughs> nectar.
1: No, I'm laughing. What uh, defines because, nectar? Yeah, no, I'm laughing because the internet also said these gelatinous fruit sacks are sometimes best eaten with.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> the gelatinous fruit sacks are best eaten with sweet cream Mm. or they're filtered um and some people just slurp out the nectar
0: gotcha so they don't eat the gelatinous sack they just eat the nectar
1: yeah and that's like that's like a more
0: what defines a nectar
1: you know craig is gonna have to search that
0: word nectar what is a nectar yeah um okay so
1: um I read online and people are like, yeah, just grab a spoon and just scoop it out. Like, that's the easiest way to eat it is just scoop out the internal bits. Mm. All the sack, all the liquid. The,
0: the, okay, I get, I'm getting a closer look here. The outs, the white outside that I originally described as coconutty. It's like, it looks like cobwebs. Like, it looks like a spider. I was going to say, it's like a wolf. cotton swab. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very cottony and like fluffy almost. Okay. I'm just going to go in and eat these gelatinous s- sacks, even though we don't have any sweet cream. So I'm I'm going in I say go for it Okay Sour The good news is It tastes nothing like What it looks like Musty (laughs) Peas and Corn Yeah it's like a Tangy Like Oh what are you chewing I just sw I just slurped them I swallowed them whole I didn't even chew that part
1: Yeah I swallowed them whole it's, it's, it's juicy. Like mine is very juicy.
0: Isn't it interesting? Do you know what it is? No, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> if I was going to name it, I would name it a, uh, fake coconut psych, it's vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> a little wordy, but I think it could work. <laughs> But it doesn't taste like vegetables. Mmm. That's pretty good. It's my. Oh my gosh, you devoured that thing.
1: This is very good. It is very good. So, what I will say is, it's something I, I, I know you've had before <sighs> in terms of something that's flavored this way.
0: Wait. Hang on. I have no idea. Passion fruit. This is passion fruit. This is passion fruit. No wonder it's best served with cream. I, exactly. And this is uh, passion fruit. Really? Yes. I had no from apasion. Yeah, the had...
1: You know what's funny is um, when I was reading it, um, some people believe that it got its name um, from missionaries.
0: Hmm. Interesting in what regard
1: yeah um <clears throat> i have to i have to pull up the little the little note i i had on it because i had to like always <laughs> i had to research this right this fruit because i mean <laughs> how how would you have eaten that like, <laughs> i like, know i would, would have you have no taken idea a bite? do you cut it in half yeah
0: it looks like you could take a bite I don't think you could, though. No, it looks like, but I don't Because, like, think the you'd inside, when
1: you get through all the gelatinous sacks, is very smooth. It's right. less cobwebby, and it's like. Right.
0: It's There's a lot of layers like, to this. Yeah. It's like a cake or a parfait.
1: Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> it's named after the passion or crucifixion of the biblical Jesus.
0: Hmm. Is Brazil like Spain in that it's a very like religious Christian? I, I think
1: so. So when Spanish Catholic. missionaries to <clears throat> South America first discovered the flowers that turned into the fruit, they saw them as symbolic of the crucifixion.
0: Hmm.
1: Which the flower is, <coughs> let's just—it reminds me nothing of the crucifixion. No, it no, just looks not like even a little bit flower. Just a flower, yeah, with, with some weird stringy things on it.
0: But Honestly, though, this was. Um, good to
1: know that the picture online, the inside of it looks like the inside that we yeah, had.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, this I think was my favorite one. It was like a perfect tardy.
1: Yeah, this one was really good.
0: I'm um, between this and the dragon fruit. Um,
1: it was delicious. Interesting that we ate both with a spoon.
0: Yeah. So again, on the would I eat it on a bus? Not great. Um, but the thing is,
1: I I like slurped it. I almost didn't need the spoon. I was like, <clears throat> yeah. I like slurped it out of its
0: little. Or Bowl. you could even like pre slurp it um, before you got on the bus. So most people they dump it out or
1: like pour it in, do a thing, and like because it's yeah. very juicy.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of juice in there. No, it's very so, yeah, very good. I'm gonna rank that a seven point four.
1: I think I'm going seven seven. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That one, was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that was yummy yeah, for
0: sure. I enjoyed it. All right, uh, moving on. Um, no lingerers, but we'll go to the beer. Um, we have here, Devin actually brought this one. He brought the fruit and the beer for this one. So thank you, Devin. Always. Yeah. He brought uh, me a laser snake by three Floyds. So, uh, yeah. What, uh, what do we got here?
1: Yeah. Well, um, you're actually holding the can, so I know it's an IPA. Yep. That's all I know. Oh, okay. I can tell you that Three Floyds does make a very delicious beer that I've been a fan of for quite some time called Zombie Dust. Interesting. Um, And I didn't want to bring that because I didn't want to bring a beer that I've tried before. Nice. Similar to something like I don't bring fruits that I've tried before. Nice. Um, So um, I looked at the marketing uh, for the beer, Mm -hmm. and it is, as you can see, very in your face. It's very pink and blue and yellow with... 80s. Yeah. Text. It has a,
0: a Viper with like a bunch of laser guns. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa, snake. this looks
1: intense and it says yeah. IPA. <clears throat> the can, so let's the, do it. The
0: can says it's not normal. Laser Snake is a good old fashioned Indian pale ale brewed with special Bavarian hops that give Laser Snake its smooth, non filtered appeal to all craft beer and macro enthusiasts. So. Let's give it a try here. It is um <clears throat>
1: it's pretty good. It's very smooth and that has a really nice IPA aftertaste.
0: I don't know if I've ever had a beer quite like this. And I don't know if it's just the El Pasión fruit yeah. that's on my taste buds. But it's I have to go in for a second sip. Yeah. Hold
1: on. Here's a here's a nice aerated second sip for y'all. Yeah, it's so smooth for the first time.
0: Yeah, it's much it touches your mouth, for an IPA. For those of you who <clears throat> like don't like IPAs because it's so hoppy and so dry or whatever you want to describe it as, this isn't really like that at all. But it still has that like little bit of after after kick of it. So yeah, I
1: um I like <coughs> this one. It is a solid beer.
0: Mm mm-hmm.
1: Also, it's not from Michigan, but it is from mid- the, the Midwest. So
0: keeping it home. <laughs> ish, ish. <laughs> all right well we should probably dive right in so we have enough time to cover cover our lists here Devin.
1: yeah it's i just want to let you know <coughs> it's, it's in munster indiana for those that want to know where three floyds is at perfect um yes seth that is my name what's up brother
0: yeah why don't you kick us off and go into your next dream trip
1: right and as I mentioned, um, I started talking about the the Camino de Santiago. Yes. Which, for those of you that don't speak Russian, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Spanish. Uh, it's the way of St. James. Um,
0: Is Camino the way? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Or walk. Okay. Or path. Like, it can be interpreted. So what did they mean
0: out. when they made the car? Do you think? <sighs> El Camino. Yeah. The the way?
1: Yeah, it could be. I think it's the, the way. Pad. Okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so there's a couple different um, ways uh, to to do the hike. There's a uh, a couple different routes essentially. So the one I'd I'd want to do is actually the one that my aunt and uncle are on, uh, and that is the Camino Francis. And so that is when you start in northern France and you're hiking mm-hmm. along the northern part of Spain until you get to the uh, presumed location. Um, of the burial of Saint James.
0: Okay, that's so very about, very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. And as before, it's it's a very cultural thing. It's a it's a very historical <laughs> thing. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's about five hundred miles. So um, I was reading online. Um, most people do it at about a budget of fifteen hundred dollars. It's not bad. Give or take, and that's about thirty to forty a day, because uh, hmm. it takes you about thirty to forty days to complete. <laughs> However, I did look online. If you want to be a little bit more luxurious, you can do like two grand.
0: Hmm. If
1: you want to do like a little bit more bare bones, you can do it as cheap as like six hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! So, so then basically I, you
0: just have your transportation there, and then and then that's you, that's the cost of the hike.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say you want to average about 14 to 16 miles a day. Not too bad. Um, um, and to practice hiking with a pack if you haven't done it before, which right. you and I have. But I think, like I said before, my aunt and uncle are hiking it. Uh, my aunt's pack is 12 pounds and my uncle's pack is 18, which is incredibly light. Right. Um, I would probably do the budget about 1200 to $1,500 uh, just because I always want to be better like safe than sorry. Right. Not saying I may use all of that, but that one I don't want to be out of money over there. Exactly. Um, And um, something that you that you get along the way is something called a pilgrim's passport. It's essentially a journey, um, and it's a way to get your certificate at the end. So it's like a way to document your journey, um, and then when you get to your final destination, not talking about the movies, uh, but. Um, it's almost like a passport that you and I have, uh, where they stamp it. That's cool. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing.
0: How Good. many, uh, oh, like caminos are there?
1: Yeah. Um. There's a there's a couple different ones. So there's the the Camino Francis, which is, um. Like I said, the one on the northern part. Yep. Um, and then uh, there's a couple different names here. So I'll go over it here in just a second. Sorry, I have one of those yep. gelatinous uh, sacks <laughs> in my throat.
0: <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. So need <clears throat> some cream. To... No. Yeah. I digress.
1: Um, so um, the the Camino Francis, which some people say is the busiest, um, there is the Via de la Plata. Um, there's the Camino del Norte. Um, there's the mountainous landscape of the Camino... Uh I'm sorry for if anyone out there if I'm butchering it, especially you listeners who are in. You France, have some Spanish in, listeners in yeah. Spain, um, and then it it kind of like when it when it comes down to it, people say like it depends on you on what right. one you want to take. The destination <clears> is the <throat> same. It's kind of like the route you want to take. So. Interesting.
0: I did not know that. So they all are at the presumed resting place of James. Yeah, they all
1: lead. To the Interesting. Same. You okay. can start from. You can start from uh, France. You can start from Portugal. You can start from the south. Um, you can start from the coast. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and the scenery kind of all changes along the route as well. You have some coastal scenery, some mountainous landscapes, some lengthy, like lengthy and more uh, elevation-based routes, but. Cool. I think I'd want to do the, the Camino Francis. Nice. Yeah, just because I'd be able to pull a little bit more information right. from my aunt and uncle.
0: Which is super cool that like they're doing it. And yeah, for the second time. <clears throat> they're doing the, This is the same one they did before? Yeah. That's they, cool.
1: They've also done the one from Portugal, and I believe um, the one from the opposite end. So they've so done cool. a few. It's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I um was kind of tracking some of the stuff they've been doing, and I saw the thing you were talking about where the... Um, like tracking a trip and it gives you like the overhead view, like you're watching in your elevation. Movie. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. Cool. <clears throat> That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, I think one of the funniest tips when doing a little bit of my own research was that, um, people were like, don't, don't be alarmed if you're eating at 9 PM because it's just a thing people in Spain do. Yeah. So like if you're worried that you're not gonna be able to find food, like, no, it's totally normal and you'll probably be. It's the easiest to find food at night. They
0: live on a different time schedule than we do. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> Which is always interesting, like country to country how things change like that. They Oh it's
1: it's it's absolutely bizarre. I
0: think we should adopt the siesta like the midday siesta. It's like two to four. Everything's closed.
1: I I am the most unproductive nap. from two to four. Like I <laughs> eat my lunch and I'm just like Whoa, I could use now. You need nap a siesta
0: right yeah. I think they got it figured out. <clears throat> yeah I think I they wonder- do too those, those countries are probably just as productive as we are. So, yeah, yes, yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah. Nap's worth it, even if we're not. It's a hundred percent worth it. I think. So. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> Anything else on the uh, Camino?
1: Um, no. I I feel like um, flying. Just if you were ever thinking about it, flying out of um, Chicago and then. You land in Paris, uh, and then you take a bus and a metro uh, to your starting location. So
0: that's another really cool thing about Europe is you can get anywhere via bus or train.
1: Dude, I saw a map of the rail system <laughs> mm-hmm. in the United States versus the rail system in Europe, and it's just bonkers. Yeah, the the system that they have compared to ours.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so much
1: more fleshed out. There's pretty much a stop or location within a, a viable distance, and then you can get on the, in just as good of a bus, and you can get anywhere. Yeah. Where it's like <clears throat> the United States, it's like a seven-day trip to get from here to California.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, it's a little bit bigger, but yeah. It's
1: cor- correct, but yeah. still. Yeah. And then it, you can only go to like three different parts right. of California. It's like, oh, you can go to LA, San Francisco, or San Diego. Yeah, It's like, well, California is massive. Hope you
0: want to go to one of those spots. Yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I mean,
1: enough <laughs> of the the Camino de Francis. Yeah. Talk about your trip.
0: So my next one um, is a backpacking trip uh, through hike. Um, and the John Muir Trail, the JMT, uh, is one that I want to do. So <clears throat> that is another, like, Three to four week trip, um, super um, super scenic part of California. So it travels 211 miles through Cali, Yosemite to Mount Whitney is the the space it goes across. So you start in Yosemite Valley, or I guess you could start um, south, um, and it's it's widely considered as like one of the most scenic and one of the most beautiful through hikes. Have you ever been to Yosemite? <clears throat> I've never been to California. Dude. Yeah. No, I've heard. I've heard.
1: Yos- Yosemite, and I will stand by this, is more breathtaking than the Grand Canyon, or Yellowstone or anything else. <clears throat> you come out of a tunnel and you just see El Cap and you see
0: oh, Half Dome, yeah.
1: and it is. You see Bright Falls. It like it hits you like instantly, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is gorgeous." and amazing.
0: Yeah. No, takes I breath away. I think that's awesome. I um I really want to do that. I want to one because I've never been there. Um but I've heard like I want to do a through hike, but I think like the 2500 miles of like the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, like that's potentially. You know, I'm not like taking it off the table, but I think a 3 week um you know 200 mile trip through part of the PCT is is more realistic for me. Um, yeah, so, and I
1: think that part that that part of the country is amazing. Like just south of Yosemite is Sequoia.
0: Yeah, that the JMT goes through Sequoia.
1: Yeah, I think you would start. You'd, <clears throat> like personally, you'd probably want to start in Sequoia because that feels like you're on a different planet because the trees are larger than the office you and I are in right now. Yeah, that's insane and like hiking through that is pretty spectacular because yeah. it's just like you just feel it yeah You're like this is awesome
0: yeah that that would be super cool and that's on the on the journey and then you end you know at mount whitney which is incredible as well the whole thing so the views are in no short supply on this hike um it's a super popular hike because of that. So, again, it it rolls on a lottery system. And so, or not a lottery system, but permits. And they book 24 weeks out. So, um, every day. So about half a year. Yeah. Six months. So, you have to, 168 days to be exact. So, and you're suggested to book it on 168 days to your start date. Because otherwise, you probably won't get it. And even then, you might not get it. So, um, yeah, so that's the, how to get it. You just apply and then, you know, hope you get a permit.
1: Is it through the, is that through the national park service or,
0: um, it is, I think through the, I don't know a hundred percent. So actually it depends. Uh, that was something I found. If you start in the North, you book it, um, 168 days out. And I think you do it through the PCT association. Okay. Um if you start in the south, it is a lottery system and you put in from February 1st to March 15th. Um and then they draw permits and then from the like July, August and September are pretty much booked out after that point, after they do their drawings. So Got it. It depends on if you start in the north and the south. A lot of people start in the north and work south because it's a little you can work into the elevation a little more because it goes through like the Sierras. Right. Stuff like that. Um so, yeah, like I said, three to four weeks of hiking, you got two to three resupplies along the way. Um, so you'd go, like, typically, like, six to seven days on a resupply. So you got to be carrying six to seven days worth of food. And you have to have a bear canister throughout the whole thing. Yikes. <clears throat> yeah, so you got to carry a bear, a bear bag. A bear. Or, or Yeah, you got to carry a bear <laughs> with you so that if another bear comes and tries to steal your food, you can fight it off. Um, but no, you have to have a bear canister, which is added weight and space and and all that jazz. Um, and you got, but you also have to be able to fit seven days worth of food in in there as well. So that's also pretty pretty hefty amount of food. Um,
1: yeah, that's a that's a heavy pack.
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So I was kind of looking, and like the best way to do it is to ship the cheapest way is to ship food to yourself. So buy all your food and then you, what you do is you package it in a plastic five gallon pail and then you tape it shut and you send it to where you're going to resupply. And so you do that because when you, they gets there, they put it out for you just in case you get there at like an off time and they want it to be critter proof. So you can't send it like a regular box cause a mouse can chew through that. So they say plastic thing. And then but you got to make sure that it's all going to fit in your bear canister. Cause you'd hate to like get to your resupply and like Oh, I have too much food. I can't fit it all. And so, and they say you want to ship it out three weeks before you leave just to make sure it gets there in time. So
1: see that, that would be a new level of fear that I don't think I could comprehend. Like you get to your location, no food.
0: Yeah. Now I think like you could probably hitch into towns and buy food, but it's going to be more expensive and probably not as healthy depending on what you're getting and limited options and and so yeah but they i mean through hiking in general you burn so many calories because you're doing 14 to 20 miles a day and if you're on the pct you're even like if you're doing like a full through hike you're doing even more but on this one you're going to be doing you know about 14 to 20 is pretty average and so you need to have breakfast snack lunch snack dinner dinner post dinner snack like you just have to to get enough calories you just
1: bring me along then <clears throat> yeah snack all just day just snacking look at me all just professional
0: snack. snackers here uh but you what, also carry it
1: what um what time of year would you go
0: i love fall hiking i think i would probably go like end of august into september because i'm not afraid of the cold i love the cold The thing, it's
1: california so it doesn't matter
0: it doesn't matter yeah you're right.
1: So the thing about that but is fall when you're in the mountains dry. Right. It's dry. Yeah. You run the risk of more. Right. Yeah. Weather um issues. I did
0: look cuz someone the person I was looking up they kind of like documented their journey and they went in the fall and they didn't have any problem finding water. But weather it's mild. It's mild. Um sunny. Very nice. But when you get into the Sierras you're going to get in the September, there's a good chance you're getting snow. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe not substantial, but you could. And so that's what I mean more with like the cold. Like, I'm not afraid of hiking, right? In less than ideal conditions. And so, in September, any anywhere in the mountains in in September, that's when the weather starts moving in. Um, it's crazy. The, like the are wild. Yeah, they are. But I mean, it's a pretty pretty mild place in general. Um, so assuming like if it's a really dry year, and I'm worried about being able to find water that could potentially throw kinks in the plan, but, um, hopefully not. And so, yeah, uh, cost wise, um, they say like, I've seen people who do it for like $300, but those are probably people who live in California and have all of their gear. Um, And then I've seen like upwards of a thousand. So, probably for me coming from Michigan, it's going to be a little more expensive because you got to get plane tickets to LA. Then you got to take a bus up and yada, 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 or rent a car, whatever. I
1: I will tell you the cheapest way to go, fly to Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, actually, I have heard that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, fly to Las Vegas. um, And then the drive down to where you'd need to start is not bad, minuscule. And you save more money that way. You can yeah. fly to Vegas for under $100.
0: So, you know, you're talking the full trip. I probably was going to come in less than $1,000, so it's a little bit cheaper. The difficulty on this one is getting the permits and stuff like that. So, yeah, that is my next one. Do you want me to go again and then you go and still do the snake style or do you want to go? Heck, yeah, dude. All right. <clears throat> my next one is, is my big one. And this one I will do in my life. Um, but – Probably not for a few years because this one is probably my priciest one. Oh, for hold sure. On, can I try to take a guess here? <clears throat> it's for sure, my priciest one. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Actually, no, I have no idea. It's in the U.S. I know. I well, we kind of established that all yours were in the U.S. and I think only yeah. one of mine yeah. was.
0: Difference in. Uh,
1: Give me um, <clears throat> west of the Mississippi or east west. of the
0: Mississippi. It's. Um,
1: is it the Rio Grande? No. I know you've been into paddling, so no. Nope. Is it Montana?
0: I have actually been fishing on the Rio Grande. Really? Mm-hmm. That's that, really are, cool. Our um backfitting out uh, backpacking outfitters right there.
1: Um, is it in Montana? No. Okay, I, I'm lost. Well, it. potentially, but no.
0: Um, so I the location isn't as important on this one. Um, I want to do a big game hunt for elk. Um, either in Colorado or Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, somewhere, New Mexico, um, yeah. Arizona. They all have. Yeah, help. they all have them. And, and so locationally, I'm not as picky. Um, I've spent the most time in Colorado. So I feel like a little more information on that. So that's why I just said Colorado. But
1: Would you just really, <clears throat> before you even dive into it, would you do it like horseback style? What you
0: like. Oh, I'll get into it. Okay. With that. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, so that's where, I that's wish I had where more gets, beer, dude. That's where it gets weird. Um Elk hunts are extremely expensive and like if you hire a guide service with mules and horses or whatever and it's full service, it gets pricey quick. Oh, I know. So um, I know. Just to break it down, so depending on the state, because each state is different, it's usually a lottery system or it's called um, preferential point system where what that means is like you put in and then you have to have a certain amount of points to get a tag so like some states are at six so you have to put in for six years before you're in it and as more people apply the year of preferen the preferential points goes up so it could be three could be seven you know are you putting in your tags now i haven't been um because i can't afford it yet and so i'm like I know I should before I can afford it. Like, I get that. But you can also buy over-the-counter tags in some states. Okay. But the disadvantage of that is it's way more populated. You're going to have more hunting pressure, more competition. And so uh, I'm probably going to start putting in, you know, in the next year or two. do have to pay to put in. It's usually like 25 to to $100 to put in. But over five years, it adds up. Um, and then your tag itself, when you get drawn is between 500 and a thousand just for the tag, um, being out of state. So gets expensive, uh, for sure. Um, and then if you're going to use a guide service in like, so I guided and I did probably 80% of what the top guide service would do in terms of like making the food, doing all that, but the top, top ones, like, and they're they make good money um, In it's anywhere from $2,000 and that'd be like a really low, low guide, meaning they're not doing anything for you. They're just helping you hunt to upwards of $10,000 um, for just question, the guide service. My question is why aren't you doing this? <clears throat> I've thought about it. I, I do not know how to hunt yet. <laughs> like I know how to hunt here. But like, but, like, I know how to guide. I could learn. I could go out and learn, and they would teach me. And that is something that I've considered. Um, it's a hard lifestyle because you are out there the entire time from, like, September 1st through the end of November. Yeah, you're managing you're out cams. out the whole time. You're managing And even before then, you're researching everything. where they're at. You're, you're out there. You're doing the work. And when you're out there, you're hiking a lot of miles. You are cooking. You are spits shining their shoes. You are... You know, and if you're using mules or horses, you're managing those. Like it's a lot of work, so they they definitely earn their pay. And you're really only working a short part of the year. The and thing so is, though,
1: like when when you're working is is passion based, right? Like, work is so easy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I mean it's it's long days. You're getting up at three, four a.m. You know, getting out there. So, it trust me, I've thought about it. It's on my list. I perhaps I will do that someday.
1: Um, let's just start a Let's just start a, a service related company. a I'm, guide service.
0: Make it happen. i mean You,
1: in. you be the guide. I'll, I'll <laughs> photograph everything. Okay. Let's do it. Just, I think, I think we just had a
0: breakthrough. <laughs> All right. Maddie. We're no longer podcasting as our full-time job as if it wasn't already. Yeah. We're now guiding and then podcasting as a side thing.
1: Could you imagine that though? That podcast oh. would be, would It'd be, be lit. similar.
0: It'd be lit. Um, so a few other things go into it: transportation, lodging, gear, taxidermy. You got to tip your outfitter if you use one. You got to get your meat butchered, and if you fly there, you got to get it sent back, which costs like eight hundred bucks to fly meat. Apparently, I don't know. This is just from what I read. So yeah, it gets very expensive. So all
1: in all, what are, just real quick, what are we? Like? So
0: the the research I did, um, which was through a. I don't know, it like kind of broke down, but they figured on average. So this is assuming you go out, you pay a guide for like the medium service. So they're not, not the full, full $10,000, but not the $2,000. Like you're talking like $6,000 for that, plus your tip, plus the taxidermy. So assuming you get like a shoulder mount, um, your meat is shipped back, like all that, yada, yada, yada. And you need to buy a little bit of gear. Like you have some gear, but you need to upgrade a little bit. Um, $14,000 was the was the cost that they gave so I think I think I could do it for between four and five thousand dollars easily because now your big expenses transportation the tag itself um, you know taxes that's attorney, unavoidable you can't avoid those if you know you don't have to get it mounted but like if I'm gonna go out and do this hunt and and Assuming I shoot like a nice bowl yeah, I'm putting I, it on my wall I'm sorry I, like I Maddie would not let like that do it yeah I mean it wouldn't even fit in this office we'd have to literally put it down here It would have to <laughs> have sit, on, to the sit on the floor because dude. they're so big um, so I think I could do it between four and five thousand dollars minus the taxidermy costs because I have mountain experience so I know how to navigate the mountains I know that aspect I would need to hire or go with somebody who has minimal like, minimal costs. Like, I don't need them to do anything for me. I don't need them to tie my shoes and make my food. I just need them to help me find elk, call in elk, and get the shot. Like, that's what I need.
1: I think you call up Steve Yeah,
0: <laughs> Well, we are we are buddies, so.
1: I mean, he knows, like, a thing or two about a thing or two. Right. And he's,
0: you know, he's from Muske- North Muskegon. I work in North Muskegon. Steve, if you're listening to this, uh, just go ahead and give me a call. Uh you probably have my number, so just go ahead and go yeah. and give us a call. Um, but some things I, I looked at. So if you don't take a guide, the chances of you getting an elk on a first-time hunt without a guide go down 75%. <laughs> like just out the door. Um, you Your chances are very minimal because it's such a like in-the-know like hobby it's not something like you can just go out and pick up on your own like it's like
1: it looks so easy when you watch it
0: it does it's not you're hiking tens of miles a day in mountains and not on the trail because you the with a rifle the elk aren't always yeah your your pack is heavier because one it's cold so you gotta have more equipment two you have a gun three then when you shoot the elk you gotta haul that thing to the, the back to the truck we're talking 200 300 pounds of meat. Plus the antlers and head and hide and it's insane.
1: So more than that, it's like, what? It has to be more than two to
0: three. They pounds. figure 200 pounds of meat okay. on an elk that you're like taking. That's what I've heard. Cause you got the bones, which are obviously not hiking out. And no, I don't know. That's just what I saw. Um, so yeah, I mean, sense, yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty expensive, but I've, I've heard it's a life changing experience. And that's why, like, I'd love to have Zach on because he went out, and he did, he put the work in. He did the research and got an elk without a guide. And so he's going out this year, archery, no guide. Wait, he's gonna he's gonna drop an elk with a bow and arrow. That's the goal, him and him and Justin, dude. that's so, like flintlock. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. So I don't think his first one was taken with a bow, but I could be wrong on that. But so even if I go out with him, you know, and not hire a guide, because he now he knows he has the experience. Right. Like he's done it. He. Um that but he put in a ton of work to be able to do that. Like it's not like he just like was like, ah, I'm gonna go to Colorado and maybe get one. It was like and he went over the counter too.
1: Okay. So did he, he go to Colorado? Or did he mm-hmm, go to like Colorado. a different okay.
0: and he's going back this year? I so, will
1: say like that is up there on my bucket list as well. Yeah. I've never been too much like of a hunter really, but like there's something different about right. big like big game. Yeah. Like a black bear, a moose, yeah. an
0: elk. And so, yeah, like part of the reason I want to do this is because the main reason is the meat. Elk meat is delicious. It's really good for you. It's really lean. And, I mean, just listen to Joe Rogan. He'll tell you. But I want the meat and I want to fill my freezer. And so that's like the main reason. I'm not after like the antlers necessarily. Um, But also it's like in terms of, like adventure and in terms of like really earning your food. I mean, how much better could it be than like hunting an animal in a fair, like in you're their world. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know,
1: and an elk is going to feed you <clears throat> six months. Oh yeah. I mean, if you Easy. ate it for,
0: yeah, I mean, it's 200 pounds of meat and that's probably low, you know, like you're yeah. getting a ton of meat. And so that's the main reason, but also just like the challenge I'm and the adventure over, I mean, of elk. it. Yeah. I, as you should. I Means delicious.
1: It is delicious, <laughs> but moose is so, top tier. If you ever have the chance to eat moose. Oh, I've had moose. Moose is top tier. Moose is tier. delicious
0: as well. Yeah. So yeah, I I want to do a big game hunt, and I'm not like I'm not necessarily tied to Colorado. I'm a little bit tied to elk, but I would also do a moose hunt. But I, you know, I would also go to Alaska. You know, I would do grizzly. I would do elk. I would do moose. Like. Right. That the spot, the type of, hunt, like, spot and stalk, which essentially means you, like, find an elk and then you figure out a way to get close enough to shoot it. Like, that sounds so fun to me. And also, like, it serves such a purpose in my life in that I'm going to consume the meat and it's going to, like, feed me and, and whatnot. Like, it's not just about killing the animal.
1: Yes. I mean, <laughs> if it was only about killing the animal, I would drop out of the podcast. Yeah. Cancel my contract. So
0: Good. <laughs> I'm glad glad we're on the same page there. Yeah. So
1: it, it's it's funny that you said Alaska though, because that is actually on my list. Yeah. Um, is to spend Dive in, man. Three months in Alaska. Three months. At least.
0: Minimum. I mean My
1: next two trips so the last two I'll talk about here are actually a a minimum of three months, both of them.
0: You're not even gonna scratch the surface though with three months like that's the thing like you're not like iceland three months you could probably do a lot of iceland oh, alaska is the size of kentucky not close you're you're never gonna run out of stuff to
1: do there exactly exactly so um <clears throat> you and i both so you already knew this was coming because you and i were kind of chatting about it um honestly the two main things i want to do in alaska is hike and fish yeah that's all i want to do I want to catch a halibut, okay, and I want to hike any and everywhere in Alaska, whether that's in Kodiak Island, um, whether that's in Katmai National Park, which for those of you that don't know anything about it, just picture bears eating salmon on a river where the salmon are jumping up into it's the a bears' mouths. It's
0: classic National Geographic.
1: That is picture. Katmai National Park, uh, whether it's Vancouver Island, Which, as you know, is...
0: Yeah, it is the highest percentage of mountain lions, like, density. In the world. In the world.
1: Um, As well as hiking Denali. So, doing a bunch of different day hikes throughout there. There's too many to count. That's why this is more of a generic um, kind of route around it. And then (laughs) hiking uh, the Brooks Mountain range in yeah. Alaska, which uh, for the for those of you that don't know, it's a 700 mile um, west to east mountain range throughout Alaska that peaks at 8,976 feet,
0: and it's just so big. Massive. The Brooks Range is just massive, and it's empty. There's nothing. There's just it's uh,
1: not. It's not like the Rockies, and it's not like the Appalachians, and it's not like the Sierras. No, it is a mountain range that is literally only a mountain range. You don't, you don't really get anything else. Yeah. You don't get a lot of cities, a lot of urban, like you're, you're in the mountains. Yeah.
0: So if you went up there, would you work or would you just be like, or is this like you're retired? Is this like, yeah, you're okay. just going to save up for it. Like kind of what's your, yeah, no,
1: this would, <clears throat> this would be like a retirement, a retirement, like, like thing i i figure i'm spending probably around six grand this is this is more of a if i want to stay in a nice hotel i can Mm -hmm. but mostly i'd be hiring different fishermen guys to charter me out yeah go fish not the card game Mm -hmm. um go fish go go um you know, crabbing, go like just pretty much yeah. scavenging for my own food. Um, and then hiking back to a little like base camp area and then hanging out for a little while, doing what I need to do. And then just like picking a day and saying, okay, I'm going to go hike, you know, 25 miles. Like, I, I want, I, I, I picture myself being an older gentleman, but not incompetent or unable to do certain things right right i, w- I still want to be old enough to where i can afford it and just like not worry about any of the world's problems or troubles i'm up there i'm three months in alaska nothing's going to interrupt me or call me back down to the lower 48 gotcha so um i've been to a lot of the 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 lower 48 um uh, Alaska and Hawaii are are on the on the bucket list, but I I, I want to take a special amount of time in Alaska. Hmm. Like, I'd love to go see, uh, even participate in the Iditarod. Yeah. Like, participating That's, is more yeah, of it's a dream stretch. Scope, yeah. But like, I'd love to go see that. <clears throat> For sure. Like, that That's would be insane. that would be something incredible. Um, but I. I don't think I could spend all three months of my time in Alaska in the winter because it is pretty brutal. Yeah. It's pretty brutal up there. So, like, probably some summer months. Mm -hmm. I want to see, like, the valleys in Denali blooming with wildflowers. Yeah. And and freaking bears waking up hungry and ready to go fishing. And I'm, like, sitting there with a fly. And I'm like, oh, what up? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, like – I, in all honesty i have you know no ideas what permits i would need like i don't know honestly what it takes to get to kodiak island um but like i would figure that stuff out right. there when i get there um and then figure out all the hikes and stuff necessary so
0: yeah that's one that like if you're gonna spend three months somewhere like you don't have to have it all figured out like get there make your plan like you got time you know it's not like you're going for a week long weekend and you got to maximize your time you don't have time for exactly you can you can go there and, and kind of dig your teeth in a little bit
1: exactly i mean even th- during that three-month process if you and i are still friends at that part in time like i'm like oh seth i'm still up here dude you want to yeah you want to come up or like i assume my what do you mean the will other... still be going at this time I uh, yes they 20 would, or would. 30 years from now for sure easy yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, because we could do, like, virtual stuff. Right. I'm coming at you live. I'll just be there with you. Yeah. No, so, like, I I assume, like, my my significant other is up there experiencing it with me. Yeah. I could call up, like, a family member, something like that. Like, it is, it's more of, like, that I just want to spend time up there, like, as a, like, a a lease. Right. I don't want to live there. Like, I'm just leasing it. Right. I'm figuring it out. I'm testing the waters. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, and <clears throat> let's kind of finish up on my last one here because we are um, snaking. Um, it is a three-month trip with one month in Vietnam, one month in Thailand, and one month in Cambodia. Wow. So Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, which I've wanted to do since my uh, junior year of college, so this would have been 2016 into... Or 2015 and 2016. So I watched a ton of videos. Um, and basically, the budget is super cheap.
0: Yeah, you can you do think. those areas really, really cheap.
1: Yeah, about three grand total yeah. um, for the whole three months. Um, a couple just touching points. I'm, I'm not going to dive too deep on this one, but just a, a couple touching points. Uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Vietnam. Okay. I'd love to I'd love to hike that. I'd love to see Chiang Mai, uh, which is in northern Thailand, uh, and that is an elephant rescue okay. um, sanctuary. So you don't ride the elephants. The elephants don't pick you up. They don't do anything. It's yeah, it's wild that, elephants that you get to like. Exactly, you're feeding them. You're you're caring for them. Uh, it's as close as you can get to like a, a an elephant in the wild. Um, I'd love to see Phuket. Uh, which is in Cambodia. Um, I'd love to see, and don't hate me if I butcher (laughs) any of these names. Um, I'd love to see uh, Angkor Wat, sorry, not, I I missed my notes there. Angkor Wat, which is in Cambodia, Um, sorry. Uh, The Whole Long Bay, which is in Vietnam. Um, Bangkok which is in Thailand it's Mm -hmm. the city that's probably where I'd 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 fly into Uh, I'd like to hike Sapa uh, to Phu Quoc Island
0: Uh, you mispronounced that one (laughs) yeah I assumed
1: I mispronounced that one Um, but essentially it's like the north part of Vietnam uh, down to the southern part uh, which I'd have to look at how many miles that is. But essentially, Sapa is a the district-level town in the province of the northwest region of Vietnam. And then um, Phu Quoc Island is south. So you're just okay. hiking all the way down. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, I misread my notes. Uh, so Phuket, which is in Thailand, along with Ko Ang Thong, Khao Sok National Park which are other touching points in uh, Thailand as well. Some southern islands. Sorry to to misspeak there. But, uh, yeah, that is my other trip, which, again, includes a bunch of hikes and a bunch of destinations and stuff like that.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good one.
1: Yeah. So if you want to ever learn more about that, I can dive deeper into it, but there is a lot of information there. Um,
0: yeah. There's just so much to do more over of there too. That more the allotted time. Yeah. For sure. For sure.
1: And again, similar to, to my other trips, like going to Angkor Wat in Cambodia, it's yeah. essentially um, a destination with a bunch of temples yeah. and, and stuff like that. I just, that stuff for some reason, sp- sparks uh or ignites a flame inside me i was very curious about it and i'd love to learn more about that whole yeah. culture so i think it'd be just a really cool thing to immerse sure. yourself with it and then just like put yourself on the ground there with nothing else to do but learn about it right and i think it'd be a pretty yeah eye-opening experience
0: for sure um my last one Um, Well, one, I want to spend more time in Boundary Waters, but I've already been there and talked about it, so I left that one out, but that's also my list. Um, My last one is um, one that I actually don't really want to do. (laughs) Um, I do, but for weird reasons. Um, I would love to spend some time in the Everglades. Um, I don't have really any affinity for the Everglades. I don't think... Like, the terrain doesn't really excite me that much. Um, You're really
1: selling it to me. Just
0: hear me out. Hear me out. Um, I think it would be pretty miserable. It would be hot. Mosquitoes would be terrible. You have snakes. You have gators. That You just have a lot of things. But, I think the... At the end of it, you would be able to experience, ai don't know, some sort of accomplishment of, like, I just did something that I didn't want to do at all. Um, And I did it, and it was miserable, but, like, I'm a better person because of it. Like, I experienced something that was hard, and it's, like, real type 2 fun. Like, the type of type 2 fun that you don't appreciate for... A while after um okay, and so okay. that <clears throat> starts to make a little bit yeah, more sense to me it's not like like i want to do the john muir trail because you're going to go and see incredible things and you're going to experience incredible things everglades i think i'm going to be miserable most of the trip and be like why did i do this but at the end of it i'm gonna be like that was awesome for like totally different reasons if that makes sense
1: yeah that that makes sense like i i don't assume that i'm given the weather, that my time in Southeast Asia is going to be everything. Like I, I am going to right. be hot. There's going to be
0: some things that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Right.
1: I don't want to go there for the reason most people do. So right. that does make yeah. sense to me.
0: Uh, and I was kind of looking and there's like a 62-mile trail and it's called the Lake-to-Sea Trail or Beach-to-Lake Trail or something like that. And it's 62 miles from Lake Okeechobee, which is like the a huge Massive. lake. It's like part of the watershed that is – most of Florida um, all the way to the ocean. And it, like I said, it's 62 miles and I watched a little bit of a video on it and you're hiking in like knee deep water. Like it's like swamp and like there's parts where you're on dry land, but it's like just from the video, like it looks like you imagine Florida looks. Yeah. It's it like, looks awful. A little bit drab, um, swampy. um, But I don't know. I just think I would get to the end of it and I would be so thankful that I had experienced it. And I'd be so much great, more grateful for the life that I do have and the things that I do get to experience and the comforts I have. And so
1: I, I like that statement that you just said, because yeah. like going to the places that I had mentioned are in different parts of the world that maybe aren't as developed right, or have the amenities that you and I have. Um, and I think perspective based
0: perspective, it's all about perspective. And so I think a trip like that that. provides perspective. Now on the other side of that, I'm going to end this trip. So you can do 60 miles in four days. Um, I would end the trip with like three days at an all inclusive resort and I would get (laughs) massages and sit in in a pool and drink foo-foo drinks by the bar and so like don't get me wrong i'm still comfort creature of comfort um, right but it's
1: almost like a uh you earned yeah those things right sure. sweat, a little sweat equity yeah
0: exactly and i think that the juxtaposition between those two would make for a a great time. So that's my last one. I could I could go on. I could do another 2 hours of dream trips. I have so many. Yeah, these are kind you of some said of the five, main ones. I
1: know. It's I had a bunch and then I was like I don't really want to research all right. of these. I don't want to research t- any actually. <laughs> but I feel like if if some even if we spark some imagination in into someone a listener or something to maybe like check something out that we'd mentioned or or maybe revisit something, a dream that they had. Yeah. That that'd be more than enough. But if for anyone that wants to know more information for, or, or wants to see us maybe dig in and actually formulate a plan for one of our dream trips, let us know. And when we'll dive into it, it it was just kind of something that Seth and I spitballed uh, and we kind of threw back and forth. Yeah, But I mean, this is definitely a topic that we might touch on, in the future for sure the
0: offer still exists if you want us to go on all these trips make it so we can be full-time podcasters and we will go on all of them all every single that is my scout's honor i wasn't a scout but if i was i was i will put that on the line my honor so i
1: feel like uh you know patreon coming no i'm kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) um well cool we're kind of wrapping up here part two yeah which is uh, which is
1: weird let us know too if you if you like, uh, part one, part two. Yeah. If you know if you if you, you know, care for something getting split up sure. into two, you have to wait an entire week in between. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let us know if if you like it. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I'm I'm out of town. Um. Going fishing, and then I'm going to Mexico, and then, whatnot. But um. I do have a story to share when I get back as well on the podcast um, of, I feel like we already talked about this, um, perhaps, but the um, different spots, probably a different creature, but the whether it's Loch Ness, I don't know, but a Loch Ness type animal that I experienced, do you, do you want to talk
1: about like the nest at all? Do you want to tease that at all? Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. Sure. The the eggs were like your size. I'm six two. Yeah, maybe a little smaller. That might be exact exager- Sorry, I don't mean to exaggerate. They were probably five five foot by three foot. Massive. Like big, and. I wasn't sticking around to see for them that like when it comes out of the egg and it can eat me, I'm done. Gone. And so that, that was, um, up at Lake Superior. And so I don't know. I, I'll get more into that.
1: Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. I think the journey there to the nest is the the best part. But right. I don't well, it was accidental, it. you know? Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. will we'll save that for next, next week. Um, but thanks for joining us guys. Um, episode eight in the books um it's just so exciting and like That's i said two months uh share this with your friends like Comment, subscribe, subscribe rate whatever we appreciate the support write a review um and like i said the ball's in your guys's court you know and so if you want us to become full-time podcasters and go on these trips you know just throw the it stage out has been set the table has been set rather the table has been set, yeah. So uh, you guys know what to do. Share yeah. this, uh, share this on your social media if you feel so inclined. Yeah, but, uh, we as, just appreciate appreciate you guys.
1: And as always, yeah, we're trying to make like as always trying to make this more of a community thing. Right. So let us know how we can interact with you more. Yep. Uh and and make the the campfire grow. Uh, we got for sure. plenty of room for more chairs.
0: Yeah. Pull one. Awesome. Up. All right. Well. All right. Peace out. See you guys. <laughs>